Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com partners for more information. Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we'd love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And we have a really fabulous show and guest tonight for you uh, with very special guest, wellness professional Una Hearn, and a great discussion centred around acceptance, self-awareness, depression, reaching out and positive outlets. And also coming from personal experience, myself and Una uh, and Chris also touch on MECFS or otherwise known as chronic fatigue syndrome. Myself and Una are both patients who've been living with uh, ME for quite some time. So we chime in on that. And Chris uh, uh, also chimes in uh, with some perspectives from a holistic therapist point of view. Who And uh, Chris has been great over the years actually helping me uh, when I'm really stuck uh, to help as far as uh, managing symptoms a bit better. So it's all very important stuff, you know, to acknowledge and to be able to acknowledge when we're feeling a bit down or when we need to reach out. And the value of a positive outlet is huge. So we get into all of that and it's coming up right for you now in an hour-long special with Una Hearn. And you're all very welcome Hello to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And today we're going to be, among other things, focusing a bit on wellness because we're very lucky and very happy to have the lovely Una Hearn in with us, who is a wellness professional and a career and life coach. And she's also a writer and she's got a very interesting, a very interesting blog. Yeah, which I'll kind of show you here now. And Una is actually also an ME patient like myself. And here's her blog. And that's got lots of stuff. We were just chatting off the air there with her. And we're going to be sharing some of this stuff with you guys because she's got some really, really helpful and useful stuff up there. So I encourage you to go to that. You'll find that at unaherncom forward slash blog. That's U-N-A-H-E-A-R-N-E.com forward slash blog. And then there's another thing that she's kind of on. We'll ask her a bit more about that in a minute, but it's called uh, Pillow Writers. And I believe, yes, that's an MECFS writing group. So let's see if we can dial in in here. Bear with me. As usual, bear with me. <laughs> Una, how are you doing? Hi, Una. How's Hi, going? how's it going? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Delighted to be here with you. Thank you. You're very more than welcome. And uh, So much more than welcome. Yeah. And well, blushing. Oh, I forgot to do your bio. I better just give people a quick idea. Um, so I mentioned ME CFS there and uh, Una was first diagnosed with ME when she was 16. 16. And then she had a pretty bad relapse in 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, we mentioned the blog past three years. Sorry. Oh, we'll get into all of that. Sorry, I missed yeah, the yeah. bio. It's, a little bit <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but t- today we were playing with a couple of different ideas for the title, but it's it, it, the, the main things we're kind of going to touch on are acceptance, wellness and yeah. 
balanced positivity and the balanced yeah. positivity is one I love to talk about actually uh-huh. as opposed to toxic positivity which we'll uh-huh. probably get into uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we certainly will yeah <laughs> So, Una, could I, could I ask you then to start out, with, I suppose? Um, yeah, your life's journey, like how you, how you came from way back there to way up here now. Yes, <laughs> way up here. <laughs> up here. Um, yeah, sure. Because uh, I think with acceptance, it's actually, um, it's useful to talk about an example. So I give my life story as the sort of example. So very briefly, I was diagnosed at 16 when I, I wasn't diagnosed with ME actually. I got glandular fever when I was 16 and that was my leaving cert year. And so I was out for a few months before the leaving cert did that while staying in bed most of the time. And um, then I, I sort of, I got a little better over the summer. So everybody presumed that was it, you're well, but I didn't, I never actually recovered from it. Um, so I went to college then for five years and I worked for a year, but in college, I went to art college and the first year I was flying because I was so excited and I loved it all. And, but I went slowly downhill over the years. And by the time I had, you know, one year working, I was absolutely shot. And so I couldn't work for the rest of my twenties. And at the time, of course, Emmy didn't exist. So I was told there was nothing wrong with me, but I literally couldn't work. So I went on the dole and, you know, which was a pain, but was all I could do at the time. I got well enough by age 30 to be able to work again. So I got kind of back to 50% normal energy and I was able to work so long as I was sleeping most of the rest of the time. And uh, then I discovered in around about the year 2000, I discovered a total passion for personal development and I wanted to be a coach, trainer and writer and did not see how I could do that because I was, you know, had to keep a job, pay the mortgage, you know, didn't have the money to study, you know, it was all kind of, this is an impossible dream. But I worked away at it anyway. And 12 years later, I went out on my own as a life coach and uh, absolutely adored everything about it, everything I was doing. Um, Coaching, I was running a personal development course called Designing Your Future, which I adored. It was successful and it was just, you know, so top, Mm -hmm. absolutely top form. And uh, then in 2015, I had proved I had I could earn enough money to earn a living as long as I got out of Dublin, got rid of my mortgage. So I sold my apartment in 2015. And then at the end of 2015, I, re- I started having weird problems with my eyes and got those all checked out. Turned out it, there was nothing wrong with my eyes at all. And uh, the guy said, you know, oh, well, it's clearly neurological. And I went, well, that's not scary at all. That's a nice friendly term, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, God. So um, I, I kind of knew that it was ME. But I've been hiding it all those years because nobody believed in it. And, you know, the attitude mm. of people was just so oh, dismissive. There were some terms that people used to draw around like yuppie flu. Yuppie flu and absolutely. And, um, you know, so from the medical profession and general public, absolutely disaster. So I just never used the term and I never spoke about it. I used to say my energy problem if I had to explain why I couldn't do something. Mm. But my friends were always totally supportive. I was really, really lucky. My friends always, I mean, they were hanging out with me. They could see there was something wrong. You know, I couldn't keep up with them. So there I was out on my own, flying high and relapsed. Now, I think I relapsed because I was so enthusiastic about the work I was doing. I loved it. So I was doing every every hour I could, I was working. Um, So it was unsurprising that I relapsed. But Um, um, Maybe a bit overstimulated, maybe completely overstimulated and you know and the the sort of boom and bust cycle I was totally doing that like overdo a crash overdo a crash you know it's crazy and I didn't because I've been in you know keeping it a secret kind of thing and I hadn't any connection with any other ME people there was a lot of symptoms I didn't know were ME you know and I only discovered them afterwards but um when we're, we're talking about acceptance you know the I, being in the personal development industry, you would think that I know the process and how to get there, but you know, it turns out I'm human being. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it's kind of, I think it's it's kind of it, it is it's a personal journey for each person. I think totally, yeah, totally, and and different for each person. And um, so, 2016, while I knew there was something seriously wrong, I also had was 
you know, hemorrhaging money in rent in Wicklow and I hadn't bought a place. So I spent 2016 semi-denial, buying a house, moving and kind of going, I'll be fine. I just need to rest for a month. It'll be fine. Once I move in, I'll just rest and be fine. And pulling back and work, but still going, you know. One more coffee, I'll survive today. <laughs> Which? One more coffee and I'll survive today. Exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and mortifying things like my landlord called around and he never called around. He called around a lovely fella, uh, called around one day. And of course, I'm in a heap on the couch and I'm just, I can't move. I can barely speak, you know. And he's like looking at me going, what have I let into my flat? And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine, really. It's just a bad day. It's grand, you know. So, um, so yeah, so the, the, the irony of this is one of the strongest beliefs that underlies my coaching is that it doesn't matter what your circumstances are in life. Your quality of life is far more dependent on your attitude and your choices, what goes on upstairs rather than, you know, the, the actual circumstances of your life. So it felt like life was thrown down the gauntlet and going, is that what you believe? OK, now prove it. <laughs> so, so um, I spent 2016 bouncing around um I think the grief cycle, most people know that. Um, well, we could talk about that a bit because I think yeah. with COVID and everything, we spoke about this off the air, Una, that, um, and I've, been, I've, I've had bereavements and stuff like that, and Chris, you yeah. have too. And, mm. um, yeah. So we're familiar with that um, process. And yeah. everybody on this planet right now has a sense of loss. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's um, for anybody who doesn't know it, but it's basically denial, anger, bargaining, depression acceptance is is the kind of broadly speaking the process that you go mm. through but it doesn't it, nobody goes through it in that lovely organized manner and certainly you know being personal development professional i was like you know oh i will deal with major crisis beautifully i did not mm. i dealt with it like a five-year-old child who just had her toys taken away it was just <laughs> you know it was not pretty but well, it's um, not it never is though no, it's not. And it's not easy. And you don't have any choice. You have to go through the process. It's just, yeah. you know. It can you bring up a lot of stuff that maybe you weren't really dealing with, I think, as uh -huh. well. Yeah, absolutely. So you get a load of stuff all at, when you, at your worst yeah. time. You get a load of stuff at the same time. Like. Yes. I, I always say to clients, it's life offering you the gift of development. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and I was I, I reacted just the way my clients did. You know, it's kind of like, well, I don't want us. I'm developed <laughs> enough. I don't need any more character building. Life go away. But yeah, so... The denial part of it was this is not happening. So I was semi doing that for the entire year of 2016. This is not happening. I'll be fine. I'll just go out and do this training course and be fine. Um, the anger, it's not fair. This shouldn't be happening to me. Why me? Why me? Yeah, Why absolutely. Me? And also, again, because I was being successful and really helping people and, you know, getting like people were turning their lives around and getting amazing results. And I was like, but I'm doing good in the world. I shouldn't be sick, you know, I should be let do my good in the world. And uh, and the depression, um, I think I had a bit of an advantage because I also have depression since childhood, since birth. Mm -hmm. So I would have natural ups and downs in the year. And so I had got very familiar with how depression works for me. So I was able to surf it quicker, get out of it quicker come to terms yeah. with it quicker and, and you have your own coping mechanisms kind absolutely of thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely because i had been quite seriously depressed as a late in my late teens and i got out of that on my own without diagnosis or help and so i knew how it works for me and what to do about it you know how to operate so i think that was an advantage i didn't get too badly hit by that but anybody who has you know major events in life bereavement job loss illness anything like that it's very normal. You're going to be depressed at some point. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's to be expected yeah. almost. You know? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and that's of, of course, when you're depressed, your body releases all sorts of chemicals to try and... <clears throat> totally, yeah. Like there's the loneliness chemical, which reduces your immune system, your healing, like, you know. Absolutely. It's not the greatest state for getting well. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, and, the, and the, the kind of thought process in that, the reason for depression is really it's always going to be like this this is mm. terrible it's a disaster it's the end of my life and it's always going to be like this you know so there's it's very normal 
feelings yeah. and you can't avoid them. You can't not feel that stuff. You have to go through it. Um, but the, the, there was two insights that I got, uh, the next year, that's 2016. I did not do well. 2017, when I was settled in my gorgeous little house, um, I, I started to face it. You know, I, I went kind of, okay, well, this is actually happening. And I was lying on the couch, pasted to the couch one day, you know, not able to move going, this is ridiculous. My life is passing me by. I should be out there helping the world. And I'm lying here doing nothing. You know, this is horrendous. And then I suddenly realized it was just like the wet fish of reality slapping me in the face. <laughs> my life isn't passing me by this is my life. Yeah. This is what's happening now. <laughs> and I need to get real about that and get on with the business of living it, yeah. you know? So that was one insight. And the why me was the other insight. Again, another wet fish of reality slap in the face was, well, why not me? Yeah. Why would, Absolutely. why would, you know, why would anybody be picked to yeah. be sick? You I, know, I, I, had a, I had a similar experience like that, uh, with a, with a kind of tragic bereavement. And, uh, when I, I was, I'll admit, like I was at the edge, you know what I mean? I was really oh. in a really bad place. Yeah. And yeah. what kind of stopped me going over the edge was like what you're talking about there was I realized bad things happen every day. Yeah. And this time it's happening to me. Yeah. And that is a fact of life. And I, that yeah. would just, just a little, to get a little bit of reality and a bit of realism in there, that was, yeah. that was, that helped anchor me. Absolutely. It's a huge, uh, uh, move forward to get there. Yeah, yeah, mm. really is, and it's not easy because it just doesn't seem. Well, that was my lowest. Right. Like that was that realization came at my lowest points. Like absolutely. Yeah, that's mm. what I mean. You have to go through it because actually yeah. you can't get the understanding and the the gifts that are in every bad experience. You can't get them unless you're going through the process. You know, feeling the feelings. Um. Yeah. So it's kind of a. Uh, there isn't a way of avoiding it. This, this actually leads us into toxic positivity. Mm. Um, mm. The sort of, you know, happy, clappy, put a smile on your face and fake it till you make it. You're happy and successful. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the word toxic is, is, a heavy, is, is, the, is the important part of that. Yeah. Like toxic positivity. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because positivity is really important. It's really, it's, mm really important to um, choose a better feeling thought when you can. But when you're in a natural feeling of, you know, what we call negative feelings, fear, anger, depression, and it's natural and completely normal, you have to feel that. Yeah. And if you don't feel it, you will suppress it and it will come up and bite you later. Yeah. Worse, harder. It comes back harder, I think. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely. only takes that last straw <laughs> and then totally. you're gone. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Philip K. Dick had it in one of his books, um, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheeps? Oh, I've never yeah. read that. That sounds... It's, it's Blade Runner, but like okay. it's much funnier. Okay. And there's, there's a box that, you know, you can program your feelings with this box. Okay. And the guy's wife has decided to set one hour aside a day to be depressed because she says that's healthy. You have to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wish it worked like that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's just the idea that you do have to feel bad sometimes. Absolutely. It's completely you know? it's, that's natural. That's part of nature. Yeah, it is. Part, and yeah. It's like, there's, there's, like feelings have their place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and even chemically, a feeling is a cascade of chemicals mm. and it goes through you and out and, you know, positive feelings are the same. They, they pass through you and, you know, you experience them. Anything you suppress is going to cost you, it costs you double the energy because you're, have that feeling, which is energy itself, yeah. and then you're suppressing it. So you're actually exhausted trying not to feel it. That's the word, Whereas, you, know, is yeah. you exhaust yourself. Down Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so feeling them and acknowledging them and, um, my favorite teacher on this is Thich Nhat Hanh because he describes um, when these negative feelings come up, go and take care of them. Yeah. Go and sit and be with the feeling and cradle it like a baby and acknowledge that it's there. And it's, That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I actually set myself aside time in the morning when I wake up to worry about things. 
Oh, that's great. And I'm not that yeah. organised. <laughs> no, but, you know, I wake up and I'm, I, I wake up, I have my alarm set a bit before I have to get out of bed and do anything. And I just lie there and I let myself think of all the problems I'm going to come across in the day and just. That's brilliant. Give them, give them, give them, give them a little bit of airing, you know? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I don't do anything except curse the world when I wake up. I'm not a morning person. All oh, right, <laughs> I am a morning person. I kind of blink into existence like fully formed, oh, you know? Yeah, I think it's really important. Self-knowledge and self-awareness is really important. Yeah. In all of this stuff, because what works for one person won't work for another person. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we are all unique packages. So I think sharing what worked for us is really important because it can give you ideas and and be really helpful. Mm -hmm. But then understanding that not something that worked for one person is not necessarily going to. And that's a brilliant example, because, you know, if I tried to get up and think in the morning, it just my head would explode even you know whereas oh, actually yeah. i do an equivalent i download before going to sleep i write yeah. a journal before going to sleep so yeah yeah it's the same thing basically yeah. but, absolutely you know, opposite yeah. ends of the day <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i think that's really important in all of it is finding what works for you Hmm. Yeah, and I think that's to do with digesting what's going on as well. Give yeah. your time and, and yourself time and space to just, as you say, download or digest yeah. the things. And, and that's something I'll, I'll often say to some friends of mine, you know, without mentioning names or anything, like a good friend of mine, was, he was having a bit of a rough time. And that's I said to him, look, you're overloaded right now. You, you just mm. accept that you got to be gentle with yourself over the next period and, you know, just relax down a bit and just accept that you got to give this a bit of time and don't make it worse or, or struggle with it just give your chance yourself a chance to digest what 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 you've just gone through yeah. like yeah the processing it's so important and and to do it in a way and at a time that suits you mm-hmm. it's actually um that's the reason why acceptance is so important because the opposite to acceptance is resistance the, mm-hmm. if this is not happening and it shouldn't be happening and all of that takes a huge amount of energy mm. and then you, you and it also keeps you stuck in that position you can't move forward so the and the gentleness and what you're talking about being kind to yourself being gentle with yourself that's absolutely crucial to recognize that you've got stuff to process to what did you say digest digest, digest absolutely the there's and I think that's true of COVID as well for everybody. Everybody's been through this weird experience yeah. and people think they're just going to go back and take up where they left off. But actually, there's quite a lot of processing and thinking to be done, mm-hmm. you know, for everybody. Yeah. And and when we go back to depression and talk about depression and stuff, for me, it was something I kind of realised is that, you know, sometimes he... Until I got to a point where I was able to recognize it, I didn't know I was depressed until I was way yeah. down. Yeah. You know, and that, I think that's another part of it. That, and with everyone right now, as a coping mechanism, we've probably had to detach ourselves a bit from our feelings because it's been such a traumatic experience. And that Absolutely. is that is a coping mechanism that can, but it's a short term one, I would say. Yeah. It's, not it's a really, plaster. It's a plaster when you it need stitches. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. And and yet, you know, and it is a survival mechanism. It is very important to do it when we need to do it, but then to look when we need to look. It, the anxiety levels globally, I mean, they were up anyway, which is cultural and a different thing. But um, o- over COVID, like everybody's anxiety level went up and you can't just leave that because it won't come down again unless you intervene. Yeah. You know, it, it comes, it's very habit forming anxiety. Yeah, you know, if you worry about things, and it can be then, a vicious cycle. Totally, yeah, totally, yeah, and it's very common. And it's you know, it's it's kind of I think that idea of taking time and being kind and gentle is the antidote to stress. It's it's mm. the thing that works mm. against stress, and we are all too stressed nowadays. If they put me in charge of the world, I'd sort it out. But <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it, don't we? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was going to talk about um, what happens when you reach acceptance, the, the kind of the, the reward for 
doing the work to get there is that that's when actually the possibilities start opening up and you you begin to live maybe a different life, but you begin to live again, you know? Mm. So I think that's really, um, it's kind of a key point in the whole process. It's the turnaround point. Um, although I have to add just a caveat there, mm. acceptance is not a switch. It isn't a, like, you know, no. there was a moment for me on the couch where I realized this is my life and I accepted it. But I practice daily acceptance because I get very frustrated all the time because I can't do everything I want to do. So I, you know, I have five things I want to do. You can pick one and do that and that's it. Mm. So I get really frustrated about that. So I have to go, and that's okay. (laughs) For today, that's okay. So I think it's kind of a a daily practice. Um, But it's also the point at which I started looking, I started reaching out you know, and kind of I joined the ME Ireland group on Facebook. I actually contacted IMET, uh, uh, Irish ME Trust, and they put me onto the Facebook group. And that just was a revelation for me because there was all these people going through exactly what I was going through. They explained symptoms I'd had for years that I didn't know were ME, you know, and I was thinking, oh, that's me too. Oh, that's me too. Who knew? You know. <laughs> I, had the, I had the exact same experience too, yeah. and also through IMET, who um, I, I've been a huge uh, point of support for me. And, and, and coming out last Christmas, you know, was a real bummer, you know, and um, second Christmas in lockdown, not seeing the family and stuff was quite tough, and especially just not saying the family wasn't good, you know, and, um, you know, like you said, I decided to reach out and I I had been getting emails for a long time from IMET and I decided, hey, they're they're doing, they're doing bits and pieces, so why not, I'll get in touch. And I just went from there and like you said, I think when I, once I got chatting to other patients and kind of realised, well, hey, I know I'm not alone, but not only that, but these people know exactly where I'm at. And yeah. it was strange to be like all these other little things that I ha- weren't on my radar as an ME yeah. thing. And even personality wise, though, and like yeah. there were loads of teachers. And I, I suppose, you know, you know, I mean, you're not a teacher, but what a big part of what you do is teaching. Really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So there, there was all lots of very like interesting stuff like that. Um, yeah. That needs study, actually, I think. Um, hopefully we're kind of getting yeah, there yeah. now. Yeah, it was. I found that you're not alone. You can know that intellectually, but actually it's when you're in the group. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had that with depression as well. I didn't, I got diagnosed in my mid thirties and I had always avoided support groups because I thought I don't want to be with a whole load of people who are all about their depression and holding on to it and being, you know, this is all I am. Mm. And, you know, how arrogant was I? Um, Well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just when you did get to the point when you did it, you were in the right place to get That's the benefit absolutely because yeah absolutely there's a right time for things and so it was in my 40s and I walked into an aware group in Dublin and it happened to be a really good really well run group and I walked in the door and where on it the one on Angel Street in the Carmelite yeah. Centre we, we, um, oh yeah we, we actually, they're a group we want to get in touch with soon, actually. Oh, yeah. They yeah. they were just amazing mm-hmm. and uh, really, really good facilitation. And it takes a lot to walk in the room. Even for me, like I advocate asking for help and I'm terrible at asking for help because I'm like, I'm the coper. I'm the one who sorts everybody else out. I can't ask for help. So I walked in. Yes shaken and this motley group of people I would never have normally met just from all sorts of backgrounds all sorts of ages and you know looks and everything and just like the minute I walked in the room I went oh my god this is my tribe I feel at home and then when they started talking about things I was like oh yeah and it was just it was so I learned more in that group about depression than I did from books it was just amazing to share experiences and, um, it's a bit like I feel like as well a bit of a weight comes off you that you didn't even know was there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, everyone else is helping you carry the cross, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you realise it's just being a human being. It's not that I have this great burden that nobody knows about and nobody understands. It's it's actually I'm just yeah, a human being. The thing, the thing is about depression, like it does isolate you because oh. you feel like it's only you. There's something wrong with me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's 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 very internalizing. Yeah. And I think there's 
there's um I've always had amazing friends I've never felt isolated but uh, I absolutely can see how you would and I definitely felt different because none of them had experienced it but um it was the sort of there is something super supportive about talking to people who know from the inside what you're going through yeah and it was the same with the me website it was like our facebook group it was like oh this is just all you know it's sort of like validating nearly Mm. that this is not my imagination it's it's part of acceptance (laughs) it really is it really is yeah and and asking for help is another part of acceptance i think as well totally totally um, yeah, it is. And that's, I struggled with that, but I got good at it because I found myself advising clients to look for help. You know, now a coach does not give advice, so that's not coaching. But I would also, you know, if I kind of, if I saw a need somewhere, I would kind of suggest maybe. Um, but taking my own advice was like, yeah. Well, I don't need it. I'm fine. I'll do it on my own. Have a guess which profession has the most heart attacks. Uh, oh, we must be cancelling then. <laughs> no, cardiologists. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much sense. That's what, yeah. yeah. Uh, all the best teachers in personal development will tell you we're teaching what we need to know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because, I mean, where 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 that's who you're going to learn the best from is people who are who have to do that all the time or working yeah. on it all the time through our whole Absolutely. lives. Like, yeah, yeah. And there's the other old catchphrase: "Do what I say, not what I do." <laughs> <laughs> And that was the wonderful Una Hearn, life coach, career coach, wellness professional. Wonderful, wonderful guest. Great lady to speak with. Really inspiring stuff and insightful conversation there. All about wellness and acceptance and self-awareness was a big thing that kept on coming up. And uh, we'll have Una back soon. And she's got a great website. You can learn a bit about her on that. But I think the main thing she's working on, has been focusing on is her writing. And she, she has a blog. She's active in Pillow Writers. There's details in the description on that, guys. And don't forget as well to check out the Can Projects website. The link is in the description as well, where we love to talk and learn and share culture, arts, nature and wellness. And if, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. That's canprojects.info at gmail.com. And thanks so much. We really enjoyed that. Looking forward to the next show. So it was really lovely to have Una in to talk about all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a subject we do like to talk about here um, openly. You know, I think it is something that we need to shine a bit of a light on. So thanks again, Una Hearn. And that is the first part of the show. So I'm just dropping in here in the studios uh, to uh, say a quick hello and let you know that uh, next Wednesday we'll have Chris and myself in to do another little bit of a roundup on how last year went. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the guests we had on and things like that. Give them all a shout out or most of them anyway. We gave them a shout out already there just after New Year's. And then in the second half of that show, Chris is going to start uh, on readings of The Wind and The Willows, which was one of our favourite classics. Um, it's a great, great stuff to hear from Chris Snead. And then a week from today, on Saturday, we'll be playing a one-hour special with Dara Clear uh, from the Clear Out podcast uh, over there um, at uh, theclearout.com. Uh, where the tagline is wellness with attitude and there's a great guy um, he's a martial arts uh, guy who who covers wellness and uh, really insightful stuff really deep guy actually Um, we had a great chat with him so it'll be more wellness now a week from today and then more wind in the willows a week from Wednesday as well we'll continue on with that 
So, guys, I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Here is part two. very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. How are you doing, Chris? Not too bad, Shane. I'm your co-host, Christopher Sneed, and you are? I'm Shane. <laughs> okay. The other co-host that's here on Can Projects. And today, guys, we've got a really great show for you. We've got the lovely Una Hearn back with us. We had her in studio. So we're just uh, opening out the show for her before we hit play on the old tape and mm-hmm. uh, last week we had her on and we were kind of talking focusing mainly on acceptance, acceptance and, yeah. and self-awareness and Una's a great lady to, to talk to about this kind of stuff because she's actually a wellness professional she's also a career and life coach and she's a writer as well she's got a great blog called Pillar Writers and you'll find a link for that in the description um, and Una's also an ME patient so she brings a lot of very interesting um, unique perspectives like yeah, and she was yeah. really encouraging. Very, very, very nice to talk to. So without further ado, Una Hearn. Have a guess which profession has the most heart attacks? Uh, oh, we must be cancelling then. <laughs> no, cardiologists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes so much sense. That's what, yeah. yeah. All the best teachers in personal development will tell you we're teaching what we need to know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because, I mean... Where, where, where that's who you're going to learn the best from is people who are who have to do that all the time or work yeah. on it all the time to our whole Absolutely. lives. Like, yeah, yeah. And there's the other old catchphrase do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I had to laugh. I, I was in a, I shared quite a lot of my story in the courses that I was running, and I, I was talking about asking for help one day, and I, I, said that I find it really difficult to ask for help and one of the girls went when did you ever need to ask for help surely you have it all sorted <laughs> I just burst out laughing <laughs> I just went yeah no <laughs> turns out I'm human too a thousand lessons are learned in defeat but victory teaches you nothing mm, that's good uh, that's from the art of war Shang Tzu the culture yeah. we get here I love it <laughs> It's a, it's a true thing, though. You have to you have to struggle to learn. Absolutely, and it it's um. No, yeah, yeah, when it, things get a little bit too easy, I do get a bit like, oh, this seems things are going way too well right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is that tendency when things are going really well to think, oh God, what's coming next? Yeah. I I my policy now is to enjoy the hell out of everything that I can. Yeah, Positive so when things are yeah, because and depression taught me that because. Yeah. In a in a depressive episode, which is unrevent not event related, it's not just like a normal depression. It's clinical depression. Yeah. In a depressive episode, you don't have the choice to be happy, so you just got to go through that. So when I'm out the other side and I have the choice to be happy, I'm picking happy every time. Thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. as much as possible. Um, I had somebody ask me recently, how could I be so positive? Like, uh, you know. A, person who wouldn't be that positive and kind of like how can you be so positive with a serious illness like you know I mean that must be awful and I'm going well yeah it is a bit crap it's true (laughs) on the other hand the choice is be a miserable old bag complaining for the rest of my life or enjoy what I can I'm picking enjoy what I can yeah but the fact that you like you 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 know yourself quite well and you're able to acknowledge like okay I'm having a delicate day or I'm going through a bit of a time at the moment now's the time to just not push myself too much and just absolutely let it do that blanket around the shoulders and have a (laughs) you know yeah let it let it it work its way out and maybe not try to force it too much Um, but I think knowing ourselves as well is really important in all of this it really is because it takes as long as it takes to get yeah. through anything mm-hmm. and you just have to go with what is going on. You have to listen to your body because your body will tell you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that actually makes me think about um, <clears throat> my problem is 
um, as we know, in ME, pacing is the real key. So I have about 10, 15% of normal energy. I can only be upright four hours a day. You know, I can only do a big thing three times a week. You know, I kind of know my limits, but I love everything I do. So I'm like a bold child. Like yesterday, <laughs> I was supposed, <laughs> yesterday I was supposed to be resting, but there was this craft project sitting looking at me and I thought, well, it won't take too much energy, you know. It's just like, well, I'm just... kind of, what's that saying about how when you make plans, life is what gets in the way? Yeah, absolutely. So it's the yeah. same for me, a like, I mean... Yeah. I wasn't taught pacing. I learned that over yeah. a long period of time without even really consciously knowing, oh, I'm yeah. pacing now. That's not, yeah. that was not how it happened for me. I yeah. did too much and got burnt out and was like, well, I can't do that again. But now, now kind of the way it is, is like, because I kind of, I have my, I'm, I'm calibrated for what I, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is my plan during the week. I'm going to do this, but this, that and the other. And this, this is when I'm going to rest. The problem is, is when something happens that I didn't plan on. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you can pace it to a degree, but life is yeah. still going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. it will. Yeah. Actually, the blog I just wrote was that was it was about uh, managing your time and energy. And I put a little note on the end, just in case you think I'm doing this perfectly. This is a timely reminder for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, your and, blog is really funny, actually. There's a lot of tongue and cheek humor in it. Like, oh, good. Cause yeah, Chris loved it. I don't know if you know, but he's a professional uh, entertainer and clown, a real clown. So he goes out I and. I saw that on. On one of your videos, actually, yeah, yeah amazing. So, great sense of humor. Well, that's so a huge can... compliment. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Because yeah, I think taking life too seriously is 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 a problem. It's no, you know, or taking you ourselves to too seriously as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was another thing from depression was like when you can be happy. I'm having a laugh every time I can. <laughs> you know, so knock a bit of crack out of it, lads. Whatever yeah. it is, you know. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so it, it's kind of the, the boom and bust thing still happens with me to a certain extent because um, like with clients, I can only take one client at a time, one client mm-hmm. session a week. But if another one happens to, you know, I have a regular one who's been with me for years and if she calls, I will take her, you know, so I'll yeah. end up doing two in the week and it'll be a little bit too much. But And the balance, we were talking about this in the writers group as well, one of the, the, the balancing every day of what you do and how much you rest is is it's a real life skill and it does take years to learn because i i also learned pacing by boom and bust cycles but it's it you have to kind of allow yourself to do the things that turn you on and make you really live and then you have to balance with not overdoing it yeah and, so, and that was something for me you know, in, in 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 the things i do like I, I love music and i've always loved music and it was really my go-to for a bit of therapy and, like you say, something to inspire me and to kind of feel motivated about. Yes. But then when I couldn't do that anymore, that was that was kind of really tough, you know. And mm. But I kind of learned, I learned a lot about myself, though, um, mm. through that. Um, a lot, I, I actually just, I'll admit, I just had brain fog and lost where where that was going. So. Excellent. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You see, when it when somebody else does it, it makes you feel like, oh, good, it's okay. Yeah. I do that too. Uh, sure, we were doing it. We were doing a bit of a live stream earlier, and both of us brain fog for like <laughs> yeah. a minute and a half at each other. I told you, Chris, it's going to start rubbing off on you. The more we do, yeah. oh, no, I get brain fog as well, though. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, um, Una, I'm dying to know what was the craft project that's kind of been. Oh, this is so crazy. I So I found a love of embroidery last year. Who knew? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I could not stitch anything all my life and I didn't like it. And then um, I, I I bought a set of beads from a friend of mine who was an ex-jeweler and I started embellishing things and I needed to stitch mm. for that. So I started looking at YouTube videos and I got into embroidery and I started making little embroideries. But my living room downstairs is just covered in craft stuff and so yesterday I turned two cardboard boxes into drawers for my uh, unit I have an Ikea TV Mm -hmm. unit and so I was covering boxes in fabric to make them pretty so that I could put all my craft supplies in there all my stitching stuff in there 
And it was just, you know, to have it done and the, the room clear, it just felt fantastic. And while I was doing it, I was going even interview tomorrow. And this is nuts. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, I've got my crafting desk and I have my crafting drawers. And... Oh, lovely. What sort mm. of stuff do you do? Felting, bit of weaving, oh. sewing, knitting. Uh, cool. Everything. everything. Oh, I'd love to see some of that. Have you got it up anywhere? No, no, no. I've practically nothing that I've ever made. I tend to just give them away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we're gonna. We, we, that's one of the things we're we, we're we're, we're gonna be to doing. Get to, but we 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 end up helping someone else before we get to our own stuff but yeah. we are going to get to it it's, it's yeah. definitely on the list because positive outlets is a huge thing I remember what I was going to say now it came back to me excellent well done I like to talk I do like to talk about creative outlets but I think just positive outlets are important because I got really burnt out on creativity you know so yeah. I think a balance is really important there and what I found worked for me was when I'm if I do kind of more technical stuff and I would can kind of consider craft to be kind of a technical kind of thing it's it's there's Agreed. a nice there's a nice marriage of creative and technical in there yeah. so and then there's always you have a pattern to follow as well when you just want to shut your brain off for a little while well yeah I can't follow patterns and I do my own designs but the actual stitching the actual embroidery is really like meditation it's really med- meditative when you're just you know, doing something that your brain is... Um, it's kind of automatic, it, so... Yeah, but it's anything where your brain is engaged but not taxed, mm. where it's mm. not hard. That is, that is to my mind, that's meditation as mm. well. Absolutely. I think it is, yeah, I think creativity is really, really good for um, for anybody. And, I, you know, I know plenty of people who took up creative pursuits during covid and i think that's a fantastic gift of covid to people to get into it but yeah what what was the burnout was that was it because you couldn't do enough or because it was just taking too much energy what was the yeah well so i think ultimately what it was was for the amount of energy i was putting in mm-hmm. it was i couldn't i couldn't justify it anymore because i was getting more and more tired um and I kind of got a bit fed up doing the, to be honest, I got kind of just, you know what, I've been doing this long enough. It's, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it was actually a bit heartbreaking, to be honest. Um, but I just kind of accepted it and found something that I, that I would get results from, from, from my energy. Perfect. Yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to Kansas. All new customers will receive $100 in free bets. Plus one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code SWING. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 and over. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four twenty-five free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstakes. Void where prohibited. And first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at dkng.co slash ks. That just, that's really, that illustrates beautifully how difficult acceptance can be because it's um, giving up something or having something taken away that you absolutely love, but having to come to terms with not now. Well, you know what? I mean, I couldn't walk either. So having that taken away kind of... Yeah. Kind of got my attention as well. <laughs> yeah, that that would do it. All yeah, right. that would yeah, do it. All right. Yeah. That and the pain—it was unreal. The pain. I kind of yeah. Like um, I didn't ever even knew there was such a thing as inflammation arthritis, but that's what I was told in rheumatology. Yeah. Hmm. And that 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 comes back now if I if if there's if you overdo it, yeah. Yeah, if a flare up if a flare up kind of goes out of control, um, I literally flare up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I get a lot of pain when I overdo it as well. It's the first signal from my body is my lower back starts going and then everything hurts. And uh, it's um, I've learned this again from Zen meditation. It's, I've learned to say, thank you, body, for the message. I will now go and lie down. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. You know, like, but <laughs> that's how I start to look at it as well, Leona, is that like yeah. I have warning signs. It's like whether it's yeah. my lower back or so I, my knees are getting sore or yeah. whatever and that, that's when I that, so I see that I do see that as a good thing absolutely I do totally. yeah, yeah. yeah. self-awareness and your body does tell you yeah I'd, I'd be shocked at the amount of people who feel a pain and then just lash a painkiller back and keep going it's like the pain is there it's a, it's a message it's telling you don't do that yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to be judgmental about those people but 
I am one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did for years, you know, yeah. not suffering, getting on working and, you know, and there comes a point where it puts manners on you. <laughs> Your body will put manners on you eventually yeah, if you keep ignoring it. Yeah. But the heartbreak I really recognize because I miss training, um, personal development training, like breathing. I, that was, that's a real, you know, visceral pain, you know, missing that. But at the same time, what I do is I focus on what I can do and I don't sit around being heartbroken. I allow that to go through me, but I just don't hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And it was actually um, disabled people that taught me that one. Um, Watching the live leg years ago, the last um, Paralympics, Mm. and it really came home to me that if you focus on what you can do and what you do enjoy and what you love, you're just going to be happier person but, all day long. Yeah, that's kind of where we got the name Can Like as well, because you know, yeah. we focus on what you can do. Yes, <laughs> but that's yeah. I was going to say I love the name for that reason. Mm. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And and we we always like to add in, but it doesn't mean we shy away from the things that we can't do because absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. So there is kind of that balance again, mm. heartbreak and and joy. But um, uh, the the other thing that came up for me was that you know, just to show you how good I am at pacing, I really, I need help. <laughs> at the beginning of the summer, I was finding, I was I was really like tired. When you say tired as an ME patient, but tired for me. Mm. And uh, I had decided I'm not going to write for July and August because it's more social with friends then. And, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll keep my energy for that and I won't do any writing at all. And the minute I made that decision, I joined the Pillow Writers. So I ended up writing more. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, that's perfect. It just worked out, though, didn't it? It kind of worked oh, out better. Well, it, it was great. I mean, it's I, something has to give. I have to give up something now to because the Pillow Writers is every week. And again, I love it. So I'm overexcited during it. And uh, so I'm bouncing off the walls afterwards. You know, well, it's, and, That's good, though, that you're aware of it, Una, because I think when we're, it, when we're not aware of it, it's actually quite dangerous, actually. Yes. It is. I, that was the, the big lesson is because everybody knows that when you're stressed or overworked, it's bad for your health. Everybody knows that. But only ME people realize that when you're overexcited and you're doing too much because you love it, that can also damage you as well. And that's a really hard lesson to learn. You know, when I, I think depression is another one that can kind of teach you that. Because that, yes. I, know, I know myself definitely... I've had periods where I've been like too wound up and too excited and it's not the way forward. It's really not like, you know. No, it is. It, and that's self-awareness again. And it's different for everybody mm. because when I talk to my friends about the writing or whatever and they say, oh, that's brilliant. I'm glad to see you're engaging and, you know, lots of things happening and life is great for you. And I'm going, yeah, but you're missing the point. I should be resting, you know, it's just people don't get mm. that. But it, it is, um, I mean, anybody with ME will, have to learn that lesson eventually that getting overexcited is can be a bad thing too but um even but you, even without me isn't it though it's just overexcited is like i don't think sustainable to be we, we were talking true. about robin williams there actually the other day and and we were talking about comedy and wellness and he came up and we were talking about mm. how you know he was kind of a very hyper guy you know yeah he was very open about talking about his, his own mental health and stuff yes. like that he wouldn't always show it but he would he was open about talking about it but that would be a characteristic you would see in some people like that when being overexcited and it, 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 that low is if the higher you go the longer it takes to come down and the harder you come down too yeah and the longer it takes for recovery the mm in ME because yeah I've got into a pattern now of being overexcited on Thursday night at the pillows and then just not getting out of bed on Friday just can't do it you know but um I I I need to rebalance a little bit but I work in progress progress. I like that that's exactly the way I think about it we all are basically and um, I'm not really I'm I'm so not willing to let go of anything at the moment I'm just so sort of this is a five-year-old in me again you know, it's the sort of, well, I'm not going to let go of that and I'm not not doing that. <laughs> I, yeah. deserve, not yeah. <laughs> I deserve to be happy and stitch it to five o'clock in the morning. I, I haven't done that. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's a tough one, but it's, it's kind of the, 
what you have to learn. It's I'd the biggest know, lesson. I'd love to know a bit more about Pillar Writers, Iona. Like, what kind of stuff goes on there? Um, I actually heard about it from, so the Emmy Action dot net is the is a big activist group globally and they have done incredible work over the last decades and they started in america i think but they're global and uh, in may they're the people who run the may awareness day and all of that and they ran an art salon this may just gone and i went along to that i attended it on, on a webinar and it was so inspiring. It was absolutely awesome. The most beautiful artworks. And then two of the girls from the Pillow Writers, they, the Pillow Writers was set up under Emmy Action. And they, were called, they called the group originally Writing for Our Emmy Lives, but it's too much of a mouthful. And so they started yeah. calling themselves the Pillow Writers. So we're the it's Pillows. Much catchier. Much catchier, yeah. And, and half of us are lying down while we're doing mm. it. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great name. I love it. Mm. Yeah. So I heard about it and I thought, ooh, that's really interesting. I won't do that because I need to rest and pace myself. And I immediately signed up. And <laughs> it's just like there's an adult and a child in me constantly having little conversations. So, um, yeah, it was absolutely amazing because there everybody has ME, but you can write about anything. Now, a lot of people write mm-hmm. about ME because that's kind of... They have some process. And... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's hugely helpful. And there's a lot of poetry, a lot of um, haikus was because everybody's so exhausted. <laughs> Nobody's writing long pieces. So we, they... we, we were actually talking about haikus earlier, oh, how, how, how limericks are the Irish haiku. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the guys was sending me limericks as well. And I was thinking we should have this as well. Um, they started doing haikus because it's something short, mm. 17 syllables and, you know, you can do that and just before you go on the call sort of thing but some of them are amazing you know they're they're up on the website now not most of the haikus that have been written are not up on the website there isn't uh, the website kind of represents the people who have put their stuff up but there's a bunch of people who haven't so there's a whole ton more writing um which hopefully we'll get up there eventually but um I think yeah, that, that you hit on a, on a nice point there that I just want to raise that there are like probably most, I think that's probably fair to say that most ME patients don't really feel comfortable or safe being completely open. And that's absolutely. that's why it is very important to have that support of, from other people who are going through the same thing. I'd love to see more of that for families, for families who are going through the same thing. We we will get there. We're not there yet, but I think yeah. we are getting there. Um, it's but, certainly becoming more common and it is essential. Yeah. And it is amazing because when mm. somebody makes a comment in the group, like, oh, brain fog, everybody knows exactly what they're talking about. And everybody's mm. right there with them supporting, you know, it is yeah. incredible. Um, and there's been some lovely, lovely pieces written. And it was it was great for me because I, besides my blog, which is kind of more for the general public, I had specific things I wanted to write about Emmy. So it's kind of useful to mm. have a place to put them as well. Mm. And plus, yeah. and plus, I think the fact that you know that people are going to get you, you're going, people are going to find it useful. I think you probably find yeah. that it kind of would motivate you, I'd imagine. Yeah. And the connection, sorry, you just made me realize, remember a point in the, the last session we had where uh, a new person was talking about um, the frustration and, and what creativity was doing for her. And it absolutely parallels something I had written. And then she went and read that and wrote me a note going, oh, my God, you're exactly on the same page. And it was that connection with people is phenomenal, really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely encourage anybody out there right now who might be tuned in, who are either going through a bit of fatigue or have ME or has someone in their family or a friend. You know, there is help out there go and look for it we mentioned two groups there IMET and uh, ME Action what is it sorry you know, I don't have ME Action.net is the yeah. and there's lots of other help out there guys believe yeah. me okay mm-hmm. I've had to go looking for it myself and I really encourage you that if you feel like you need to reach out just try absolutely mm-hmm. and if you don't like the first thing you come across keep going because yeah. different things will suit different people yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and I think it's it's kind of it's kind of a bit of a tragedy of the ME story that there are a lot of patients out there that either get misdiagnosed or yeah. they don't get help when they need it. That maybe they don't know what ME is, and 
it's so sad for those people. They either they end up on the wrong medication or things like that, and they end up with a load of problems that they didn't have um, before. You Absolutely, know, Absolutely, yeah. It's it is tragic. I mean, I had forty years of no help and support, and uh, just getting on with it. So there are millions of us who have just had to get on with it. And I was okay because I was able to work for 20 years, but there's so many people who got isolated who are much worse and who mm. became isolated and, and, you know, literally had nothing around them except maybe family members, carer or something. Mm. But yeah, it is, it's, I think if you take the numbers and the length of time that it's been ignored, you could call it a super scandal. I kind of think it is, um, Personally, I, d- I would agree with that, yeah. Mm. I d- like, I don't think it's like, it's it's scandalous. Like, I don't think it's yeah. like a big, you know, organised thing. It's just, I think that the system is kind of failing people. Absolutely. And I don't think there, I don't think blame is ever useful in these things. So while it's a super scandal from the medical, you know, system point of view, I don't think it's people's fault. I don't think it's doctor's fault or nurse's mm. fault or anybody's fault. It just got missed and we didn't get supported but um i think focusing on what we do need rather than on what went wrong in the past would be the way yeah yeah well i mean if we can work out where things went wrong then we'll have a better idea of of, of where to go you know but getting obsessed with that and just stuck on you know uh, just that and the other thing it's like okay i think i think it was was nelson mandela mandela said look remember the past but look to the future yes Totally, yeah. totally. And when I see people getting caught up in blame and wanting heads to roll and wanting somebody to suffer for mm. what they've suffered, it's such a giant waste of energy. It is, yeah. Yeah. and you know, you know that that's that was actually that kind of thing you're talking about is that actually really helped to inspire what the work that we're doing here now. When we just kind mm. of realised, look, we could sit around focusing on the things we don't agree on, but you mm-hmm. know what? There are way, way more interesting things that we could be talking about than what we don't agree totally on. Totally agree. Yeah, mm. totally agree. And there's no there's no movement forward when people are stuck in the past, blaming and getting angry. And, yeah, you're just making yourself sicker as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, you know, AME patients, we don't have the energy to waste on us. <laughs> we just don't. <laughs> no, it's, it's like AME patients, it's like, you know, you, you, you've got this much of water in a desert and you really got to make it last because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get the best out of that and yeah. not waste a drop, yeah. Best advice I got from somebody early on, 2016, was somebody who had recovered from ME late in life. Sometimes I see people who get it and go to bed for two years and then they recover. Just anecdotally, I've found a few people like that. But she said um, the problem with negative thinking is you don't have the energy for it. And she just leaned Mm. forward. She went, you can't afford the luxury of negative thinking. And I was correcting that in my head going, appropriate negative thinking? I do. But getting stuck in it and getting wound up in it, absolutely not. Catching a downward spiral. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Do you know what, guys, though? Like, the time has really flown in, and I don't want to cut it short, but we, we let's keep going for a little bit. But, you know, before we wrap up, what, is there anything else now that you'd like to kind of hone in on a little bit or anything? Or we, we covered a lot there. Yeah, no, I think we've everything I kind of wanted to cover is there on the acceptance. Yeah. I suppose, like, just briefly again, going back to the blog and the writing as a positive outlet, what kind of stuff do you cover on your blog? Um, anything personal development related. So, um, you know, all of the I, before I relapsed, I, w- I had it divided into four areas. So personal development, uh, coaching. So it would be values, goals, vision, that sort of stuff. Um, work as in job hunting and coping with work and all of that. And I had another category, which I can't remember now. Brain fog. Um <laughs> But they were all sort of, you know, I mean, I have an opinion on everything. You'd never guess, would you? Um, (laughs) And and again, all the things I wanted, I was learning and I wanted to share, you know, so there would be lots of stuff, boundaries and forgiveness and insights and all sorts of stuff on that. Um, But the last three years has been kind of focused on life lessons I'm learning and relearning because of the relapse, you know, because of ME. so I would so, think that would be very useful to a lot of ME patients and, and people in general, whether you're, whether you suffer from fatigue or not. Ewan has yeah. had a pretty interesting life, guys, and um, 
it's quite humorous. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get you. Yeah, you will have a good few laughs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we could all do it a lot more of that. I and <laughs> I mean, like some of it is quite. It can hit you as well in some some of the some parts of the blog and stuff. Yeah, oh, there's thank a few. You guys. That's a few, really really yeah. nice to say. Thank you. Oh, well, it's absolutely true. We, we wouldn't say it otherwise. Hmm. You know? I, I just couldn't put it down. Like I, I pretty much read every blog post back. There's over a hundred in there. I'm, I'm a fast reader, and wow, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, did you read then the the one? If people do want to laugh, all all challenge, no sunrise. There was a two parter. Yeah, yeah. That that was, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a funny one. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we will. We're going to share some of that, Chris. You might help. Uh, we're curating that a bit and yeah. we'll stick it we'll, we'll we'll stick something up um links and stuff like that we'll mm. stick it on the home page and uh we'll do a wee follow-up uh to help promote that as well and um you know, we'd love to have you back anytime you, you're delighted yeah, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah get into some more of this because it's very useful stuff cool well i'm more than happy to delighted and i think what you guys are doing is brilliant it's really Thank really you. good thanks Emily. So we're about to hit the hour mark. So I, 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 I'll, I won't, uh, I won't, inc- I won't encourage you to, 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 to refer to a five-year-old. You, you have things to do this evening as well, don't you? Yeah, so, I do. I do have to go. So yeah, but it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it, guys. It's, it's yeah. Thanks, soon. It's great know. to meet you. And uh, geez, we might get to do it in person at some point as well. We, I'll be down in Wexford. At Imagine some point. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine actually meeting people. It might be a bit yeah. scary. I might have to like yeah. get my phone out or something like that, and we can talk that way like this to each other. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, I'm going to roll this outro here and we're going to wave. Have you seen the thing about the most efficient keyboard in the world? No. Have we sat in? Oh, we're so not coordinated. <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Thanks so much. And remember, bye-bye. if you just need to reach Thanks out, please do. Take care. Bye bye.